What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another Angle of Pursuit podcast, your fantasy football, sports betting, and NASCAR home. I'm your host, Kyle Robert. You follow me on Twitter at NotoriousKRO. Joining me once again is Brian Twining. What's up, Brian? What's up, Kyle? Man, the NFL never disappoints, dude. Both of our teams won on, you know, miraculous plays and or game-winning field goals. I mean, your game down 14 to go to overtime and win in Seattle. Holy crap. And then my Cowboys never disappoint every week. It's always a heart attack, but they still got that W in LA. So it was, it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was a, a, from a betting perspective, a great weekend for me. Uh, Eight and four on my college and NFL. I hit Nice. Uh, three and one on, on the podcast picks. I went five, four and one on my article over on fakepickskin.com. I'm doing that each and every week. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, I probably had about two aneurysms, three heart attacks. Thanks to that <laughs> Titans game. Um, there was some interesting uh, officiating this weekend. Thanks. Oh. Uh, uh, I, there was a lot of calls. The the elite ineligible man downfield in the Baltimore game last night, the Julio, was he in, was he out? Um, that was so close, dude. How the hell do they overturn like, that? You tell me that in you a, can in, legit- a, in a league where the refs always stay with the call if it's not exactly. blatantly obvious, they decide to overturn it. Um, every other time that would, yeah, I don't, I, there, there's just a lot to unpack yesterday. Um, but had a winning day, had a winning weekend. I'm very excited about that. Um, Carolina. I my best bet. Carolina, like I, I mean, dude, that was two weeks in a row. We've had basically like cupcake walks. Uh, Obviously, my Titans, uh, my Zeke Elliott prop that worked out nicely. Um, I told you about the Colts. It was not pretty. It was not uh, fun, and it would have been miserable to sweat out. Um, But they ended up covering. And then I also looked at. I also took a shot on the Bears and, and and felt really good about that. Um, that was one of my late ads to the card. So uh, a nice weekend yeah. overall. Yeah, and no thanks to Miami not getting into the end zone or, or contributing any points. My teaser fell by the wayside because they could not do anything against Buffalo, who put up 35 of their own points, by the way. I don't understand that game at all. 35 nothing basically, in, in Miami. Um I mean, the injury to Tua didn't help, but still, you would think you'd be able to do something. But that offense has so many pieces, it should be interesting. Uh, Nick Chubb looked great. I think he did. Did he hit all of his props yesterday? He hit the total yards. He only got used once in the passing game. Uh, But he hit the over on the rushing, and he hit the longest rush for sure. Yeah, I think it was the second rush of the game. I just saw him taking off down the field, and I'm like, okay, that one's good. Yep. Um, so yeah, so, so a mixed bag of results, obviously, um, I, I got those know. jets team total under Zach Wilson <sighs> looked Stupid very jets. much like a rookie against Why do Bill I do this to myself? <laughs> Why? Like the jets are awful. <laughs> I lined up to bet them because of the value and uh, yeah, I don't know. They should just call them instead of calling them the jets right now, because they've kind of, you know, fallen so far down the, the hierarchy of the NFL. Yeah. They need to just call them the, the New York Wright brothers. Like, I don't, I just, they're still learning how to fly here. <laughs> like it, the, the more things change in New York, the more they stay the same quarterback play is just atrocious. The coaching is not good. The defense offense, special teams, mental mistakes. It just, they pile up. Um, but there was, 
Um, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't know. I don't know why I line up to bet them when, um, I, you know, don't need to be. (laughs) I, I will want to say since, since we have this graphic up here, Mike Williams, I've been hammering him for the last couple years. If people are not convinced now at the kind of role that he is going to see in this new Chargers offense. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I feel bad for you, but he is legitimately the one one A B to Keenan Allen's one A in this new offense. And he should see a ton of games exactly like these previous two weeks. I mean, he's gone at 90 and a touchdown and, and yeah. close to both of these. So so yeah, this is from Adam Leviton. I was actually just looking at this. Um, so Mike Williams is basically playing with the, the role Michael Thomas played in New Orleans. 115 of 152 snaps, 17 in the slot, 98 out wide, 83 routes um, on 130 on 103 Herbert dropbacks, team high 22 targets on a for a 25% snap share, 15 173 and two through two games. It's happening. His it is happening. Out. He's breaking out in a big way. It's literally and on the broadcast yesterday, Tony Romo, who we can all kind of admit is probably the best in terms of breaking down the X's and O's of the game right now. He was pointing out how playing that X position in this particular offense means he's always lined up by himself on one side of the field. And if he's in a one-on-one situation, the quarterback is told you're throwing to this guy. Yeah. Speaking and this of is exactly calls, why they drafted uh, him. The Parham touchdown that got wiped off the board. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't know what happened there. I had him in a lineup that would have helped me uh, salvage my my DK day. I appreciate Derrick Henry and his, his oh. second half performance because I didn't get obliterated in, in over on DFS. But um, it was it was interesting. Um, and Brian, uh, our guy Brandon Cooks just continues to feast. Like I don't. It's amazing. It is. It's you know, amazing how people doubt this guy. Um, you know, so look at his player props each and every week. Look at Mike Williams player props each and every week, um, until the books adjust, um, you know, don't, 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 uh, don't change anything. Um, let's talk some key injuries and ones from, especially from a betting perspective. (laughs) Uh, There was Uh, a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot to get into. Let's talk about the ones that, um, the, I guess the ones that matter. So let's start with that Miami game where Tua, uh, got injured as we mentioned. Got uh, basically that that team looked horrendous yesterday. It's a rib injury. You know he, you know maybe plays this week. Probably misses a game or two. Um, you know he hasn't really been the guy that I kind of had hoped he could be thus far. I'm still optimistic that you know Will Fuller's back with the team now, so it, you know put him out there, but. Um, are, are we considering Miami any differently with, with Jacoby Brissett under center? Um, if so, like how, how big of a, how big of an impact are you, are you in in terms of when you're looking to either back or fade the dolphins? Um, how, how big of an impact is that? I, I mean, I definitely wasn't as high on this dolphins team or Tua as you were entering this season, but I do think that Jacoby Prisett, the one thing that he does bring to the table is I I guess stability in terms of like, if they're going to run a set like scheme, he's going to know where to throw the ball, but he doesn't offer much in terms of explosiveness on the offense, regardless of whether or not they have Will Fuller back. Um, And then they go into this game against a Raiders team who, I mean, it, 
are we buying the first two weeks with the Raiders or, I will say the or Raiders is Pittsburgh just was one of the most impressive wins of the day. Um, I, I think it might say a little bit more about what Pittsburgh is than what, what the Vegas, what Vegas is, but going to Pittsburgh a week yeah. after playing on Monday night in yep. full overtime and looking that impressive uh, was, was something that I did not expect to see. Um, it, it I, looked- I think too, the, the biggest thing with the Raiders is the, is the pass rush right yeah. now. Like they, they are getting after the mm-hmm. quarterback, which is huge. And yeah. Miami's offensive line is kind of banged up right now. So mm-hmm. this could be a huge problem for them. And if they're down to a, it, the offense showed nothing against Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, even and, with Tua, and so Brissett has a little mobility, but he definitely doesn't move like Tua does. Uh, ignore my barking dog in the background. He is uh, not a fan of of uh, of the Raiders. Apparently, um, <laughs> let's talk about a few more injuries that could mean a lot or could mean nothing. Um, the Browns lost another receiver, Jarvis Landry, MCL sprain few weeks it let the minimum they're down odell we'll see if he can actually play next week jarvis is down for a few weeks um this is still a team that wants to lean on the running game and uh you know kind of play off of that so maybe at the end of the day it really doesn't matter whether it's anthony schwartz whether it's donovan peoples jones whether it's um you know rashard higgins or tight ends whatever it may be but um, you know, for a Browns team that we, I thought in terms of a passing attack could open it up a little bit more, um, and, and kind of run with teams like Kansas city. Um, it, it's, it's not a great start. Yeah, no, they, uh, they're hurting on offense right now. And I think this week you definitely see it affect them. I mean, currently they're, you know, they're, they're over a touchdown favorite against Chicago who we don't know what's going on with Andy Dalton, but I, it's interesting Although I don't think Chicago's offense is as efficient or as good with fields at this moment, I do think that they play the game slightly closer to the cuff per se. Like you see a little bit more running. You see them kind of slow the pace down, which plays into exactly the way Chicago wants to win games. And it's what they did yesterday to Cincinnati creating turnovers. And if Cleveland has no options on the outside, Chicago could just sit there, load the box, do everything they can to try to limit this rushing attack because you're not going to stop it. And yeah, then- um, I, I, I have to push back a little bit on that. I think that, you know, the his getting thrown in the fire made that Bears offense not look as strong as it's going to be. But this week, I'm so excited about what this Bears. We talked about this team. And Allen Robinson was- had like one target once Justin Fields got into the game. How do you not target your best wide receiver? Th- this is what I was worried about yeah, I with mean, Fields taking but over. It's, but it's it's half of football. It's okay, now you're the starter. Now you're going in. Now we have an offense that will actually, hope, in theory, take some deep shots, make some plays. Because in that yeah, Rams game especially – and even in the, against the Bengals, like they were so, they are so methodical that they have to do little chunks, little chunks, little chunks. And it takes so much, like to, like we talked about, hitting a nine leg parlay where you could just take a, a money line bet, you know, on on a on a and hit a deep shot. Darnell Mooney's legit. Allen Robinson, I will get more work. Cole Komet, you know, they can hopefully avoid the David David Montgomery just con- consistent barrage, but. A mobile quarterback opens up things for the running back. It's weird how that works. So, actually, I'm 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 excited about 
uh, about the Bears this week. I know they're coming off a win, but I think they can absolutely go into Cleveland and, and cover that number, even though um, everybody and their mother seems to be hammering the Browns. Yeah, see, I I think another injury that's kind of it, – it's not really being talked about as much, but Baker Mayfield left the game yesterday mm-hmm. for a while. He actually had a subflexation of his shoulder. So – of, of his non-throwing shoulder. Let me, let me, let me uh, put that out there. Yeah. However, if he's got a bum shoulder in a game where Chicago is going to be coming after him, I mean, they're going up against yep. Khalil Mack, and Jedrick Willis, their left tackle, is also still pretty hurt. He's having a tough time staying on the field. So I think this is going to play right into Chicago, especially if you could get them right now at a touchdown. I think that's probably going to be the biggest this line sits at. Regardless yeah, of who's Yeah, I just, I, you, you know, what the Browns are going to want to do is keep it, keep, you know, not put too much on break, on Baker, you know, run the ball. They don't have the pass catchers. They don't, they're going to want to keep the pressure off him with that banged up offensive line. And the Bears are going to do a lot of the same. I think they take more deep shots this week. But, you know, as you mentioned, there's still a team that wants to run the ball, wants to lean on their running back. So um, this might actually be – I haven't looked at the total for this game. It's 46 and a half, which I, yeah. I was just going to say, I think this might be a pretty ugly yeah. game. We might want to lean on the under this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially this see. early in the week. Yeah, so it opened at 44 and a half, went up to 46 and a half, but the Ooh. majority of the bets are coming in on the under. So give us that little bit of value. Um, like the Browns losing all of their pass catchers, um, the Niners can't have a healthy running back apparently this season. I don't know if Debo is going to be the option or Trey Lance is going to be the option or what's going on there. But uh, Trey Sermon came in for one carry, um, looked incredible until he got uh, basically, you know, smacked in the back of the head and then helmet to helmet. And, and, you know, he'll be out for a while with concussion issues. Um, Elijah Mitchell was not the guy we saw in week one. It's weird. It's almost like they played Detroit in week one and that was why <laughs> they were able to run up and down the field. Uh, yeah. Michael Hasty's banged up. Um, we're, we're, we're moments away from Todd Gurley has signed with the Niners or Frank no, no, Moore, no. or all day, Adrian baby. Peterson. Adrian Peterson. Um, they might as well sign all of them. Um, it's, it's They're really gonna be Baltimore West. Go. Um, but the talk but, right now is that is that Elijah Mitchell came out of the game with uh, a minor shoulder issue. It was just a stinger was yeah. the was the word. So it's looking like he'll be able to play. But they have some depth issues at that position. And for what they want to do on offense, and it, basically not getting anybody other than Debo involved in the passing game. I mean, even yeah. George Kittle, he's only has I think eight targets on the season. So they they have some issues on the outside as well, just like Cleveland. Yeah, now they return home to welcome a Packers team. We'll see what they look like. Obviously, we're recording this ahead of the Monday night contest. We expect them to roll. Should be a compelling game. Obviously, your Sunday night uh, cap. I think there is some positive signs. Ayuk looked um, more involved. Um, hopefully, they remember that he's really, really good and and not <laughs> mess around with this. Well, he missed camp or he missed curfew or didn't try as hard as I expected him to. Nonsense and and let him run. But I, I think from a, I don't know. I, I think I have an, a banked in enough trust with the Niners that they can kind of put not pretty much anybody back there and they'll be fine. For, but uh, it, it is it is a little bit concerning um, from that perspective. 
let's talk about the Houston Texans. Uh, Tyrod left the game um, this week. Davis Mills came in and looked like an absolute train wreck. Um, through two games, Houston has looked pretty good. Um, maybe not a team that you think you know is going to have ceiling weeks that is going to win games that is going to even they may even like you know win a game or two and that's it. Um, but they are competitive with Tyrod with Davis Mills on a short week against, against Arthur, the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, yeah. Um, who lead the NFL in quarterback pressures, quarterback yep. sacks, quarterback hits, yards per rush? I think right now they lead the NFL in. Like this is going to be this is going to be the game that we expected. I think uh, Sunday from Cleveland yeah. against Houston. So the line opened at four and a half. It's out to seven and a half. Sixty-two uh, percent of the bets on Carolina. Eighty-three percent of the money on Carolina. I love Carolina. I love the direction they're going. I'm so excited for that defense. It's you know, it's cool when when you have thoughts and expectations for teams, and it actually comes to fruition in the first yeah. few weeks. That being said, they're going to Houston on a short week, um, getting more than a touchdown. That that feels that feels a little, like a little too much respect for what Carolina's done through two weeks. I don't know if I'll I'll have the guts to bet it. But I feel like Houston is the side to back here. Ah, see, I. You think you think uh, Carolina just blows their doors open? I think I think this is just another spot where Carolina they take yet another step okay. to show that yeah. they they are legit. Because for Houston's Houston's biggest thing on offense is being able to run the ball, and they were they were decent against Cleveland. But the one thing that Carolina has shown through first two weeks is. You're not going to be moving the ball against them on a consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, they limited Alvin Kamara to, I think, his lowest rushing total since his rookie season. So against a team who just demolished Green Bay, who we're all expecting coming into the year to be a Super Bowl contender. So, I mean, I don't know. Take that for what that's worth. But Carolina looked like one of the best teams in the NFL this Sunday. And if you take the first two games into account or who they've beaten, how they've beaten them, like, I, I just don't see why this. This should be closer to to double digits for me. If Carolina is the playoff team that I was optimistic they could be, if they're a team that's going to go over their win total, they should win this game and win this game comfortably. Cover that seven and a half. Win yeah. by close to double digits, um, even on the road. Um, I just I I'm not sure I'm ready to trust Sam Darnold that much. Now, if Davis Mills <laughs> plays and it's not Tyrod then I'll feel much better about that seven and a half. And maybe that's the expectation, right? People are betting this game, expecting Davis Mills under center. Um, well, and if that's- I was just going to say, even if Terod plays, it, he's he's going to be very limited yeah. in his mobility, which is something that uh, they kind of rely on for him to extend the play a little bit right. and make the correct decision. But yeah. if he's not able to move and he's still back there, like you're going to look at a long day for this Texans offensive line who Larry Tunsil – uh, injured himself again th- this weekend against Cleveland. So th- this could this could be a really long day for Houston. Uh, another quarterback to situation to monitor: Carson Wentz, uh, left ankle sprain, uh, two ankles. Oh well, you know, it's anytime you can both, injure one, you got both ankles both, right? sprained. Yeah. Um, uh, another situation where it looks like Jacob Eason season. Um, you know, I, I think the Colts put up a hell of a fight yesterday and, and did and were really strong. Now they now they take on my Tennessee Titans. 
Um, they're going to Nashville. The line opened uh, with the Colts as a slight favorite. It, it's now minus five. I'm guessing that's from um, before the injuries and, and whatnot. But um, the Titans, yeah, Titans are minus five, minus five and a half, depending on where you look at it. Um, I don't know that I'm ready for the Titans to be, even <laughs> against, you know, if it's Jacob Eason, like I'll feel a little bit better about it, but I still have a ton of question marks about this team. They're, Taylor Luan did not play yesterday. Roger Saffold got hurt, so they already have offensive line issues. The defense looked much, much better, but can be torched over the top. Not sure Jacob Easton's going to be the guy to do that, though. So if they can slow Jonathan Taylor and you know, kind of limit this passing game to to um, kind of underneath stuff, um, you know, I, I think they could definitely win and win comfortably at home this week. Yeah, this this game is really difficult because even with Eason back there, I think the most important part of this game is going to be whether or not Xavier Rhodes for uh, for Indianapolis is able to play this week. He missed this game against LA, and they although Cooper Cup absolutely destroyed them, Cooper Cup destroys everyone. But outside of him, there wasn't really anything much else from the LA passing attack. And I think that this is a spot where if Indy can get healthy on the back end and they can create some kind of pressure against Tannehill, you know, it, this could be a game, another one where it's really ugly. They stay within a field goal. They, these two teams are very familiar with each other. So it, yeah. divisional game larger than a field goal. It's hard for me to go uh, laying that much with both teams are dealing with injuries and inconsistencies. Yeah. I think taking the Colts in the under here and a little correlated parlay is probably the move. Although, 52% of the bets are on the under at this point and 87% of the money, you know, it's Monday. You know, there, there's a lot yeah, to happen and definitely, uh, the but I like reaction. to look at the big money percentages early in the week to see where people are getting down. And then, you know, they might come back and hit the other side. You never know, but um, that is definitely, definitely interesting. Um, any other injuries that, you know, Derek Carr left the game. He came back in speaking of, you know, we were talking little Raiders earlier, He's um, fine. He seems fine. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I, I think <sighs> he left and came back and left and came back. He left and came back like three times. Yeah, yesterday. I think he's ultimately going to be okay. If he's out this week, Madison is obviously um, in a smash spot. Any other injuries you're monitoring? The offensive line, defensive line, any other? Um, well, I, I know, for instance, so uh, Pittsburgh, they got some pretty big issues going on here. TJ Watt heard his groin. He left the yep. game. That sounds like he's going to be able to play this week. But Deontay Johnson, on the other hand, on the meaningless last play of the game, yep. pulled up lame on the sideline, and he's already posted on Instagram, the comeback will be greater than the than the process. So it like it's sounding like he's going to be out a few weeks, which is Ben Roethlisberger's favorite target. Yep. And the offense has looked – you know, watch like R- R- Roethlisberger looks like, looks like crap. I mean, to put it simply. So yeah, it, no. And it's been like a season and a half. So like at this point we have to, like, I was optimistic that that passing game could get back to their form, but the offensive line is bad. Najee Harris is getting no room. Um, and now they're dealing with injuries. Um, and the Bengals for it, as, as ugly as the score wound up looking yesterday, their defense is freaking playing amazing. Yeah. Like Cincinnati has a real defense this year. They're creating a ton of pressure on the quarterback with Sam Hubbard and Hendrickson on the outside. Uh, they, they've been ravaged with injuries in the defensive backfield too, but they, they might not even come into play against Pittsburgh's passing offense. So 
I think them too, it, it, divisional game getting four and a half, I might be steering away from my Pittsburgh love early this season, just kind yeah. of based on the fir- first two weeks. Let's talk any. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the week three betting board. We've obviously hit on a few um, as we've kind of, um, you know, swung around uh, chiefs coming off a loss at Baltimore. They return home to welcome the chargers. Um, the line is set at six and a half. I think if you like the Chiefs, grab it now because that will go to a touchdown. Uh, 52% of the bets, 73% of the money. Um, you watched, obviously watched your Cowboys take on this Chargers team really closely. It felt like both teams could move the ball all day kind of between the 20s. But once they got to the goal line, once they got in the red zone, yeah, it, it kind of fell apart. Um, are you concerned about this Chargers team? Like, is this a Chargers team that's ready to take the next step and, and make this game really competitive and we're going to look back and wonder why they got so many points against Kansas City? Or is this a bounce-back spot for Kansas City who looks awesome outside of Clyde Edwards-Alaire's fumble um, and, and could roll uh, against the Chargers? Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I love the Chargers coming into this season, but... It, Against Kansas City, I did not expect them to be able to compete here. And I I love Kansas City laying the six and a half right now at home, coming off of a game to where they should have won. Yep. Uh, I mean, they were they were up by multiple scores twice in this mm-hmm. game. And LA, as good as their offense is, as good as Justin Herbert is, as good as Mike Williams is, they do not have Lamar Jackson to yeah. make those ridiculous, just outer worldly plays. So yeah, I, I'm on the Chiefs this week. I think they continue to show their dominance in the AFC West. Yep. Chargers lost Kenneth Murray. We'll see what his status is for Sunday. Um, you know, uh, another injury to that back end. And I'm curious to see what they plan on doing with Kelsey, with Tyree kill. They, you know, they have some pieces that I like, but I don't know if they're ready to, to take that next step in, in a year or two. I do love what their offense is doing and um, the over might be, might be in play, although it's up to 55 and a half, which is, which is a sizable number. Um, Yes. The Cardinals are seven and a half point favorites on the road. Um, They should have lost to Minnesota yesterday, but Kyler looks incredible. That offense looks amazing. (laughs) Rondell Moore looks great. Rondell Moore is the Um, X factor. Chase Edmonds. And as soon as they get rid of that James Conner nonsense, they'll be even better. Um, (laughs) But are we just, should we just be fading Jacksonville at every turn until they show us there's a reason to, to, to not fade them? Yeah, I've, I'm not, I think Jacksonville is going to be the team that I'm picking on. <laughs> them and the Jets again, just weekly picking against the spread against them. Arizona's offense is going to be way too powerful for this Jaguars defense. I think uh, Arizona's defense is good enough to be able to limit what Jacksonville likes to do. LaVisca Chenault dealing with a shoulder injury, although minor is expected to play, but that's one more piece. Jacksonville can't get anything going on the ground this year yet, so it – yeah, I, I'm comfortable laying the seven with Arizona here. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm with you. Um, the line that stood out to me as kind of the most um, confusing, I guess, is Buffalo at home versus Washington. Um, it was nine and a half at one point. It's down to nine or eight and a half, depending on where you look. I think this is too many points for Buffalo. I think Washington's a solid team. I don't think they're great, and obviously – um, almost lost to the Giants a couple times on Thursday night. But I think their front four is really strong. We, we have questions about the back half, and Josh Allen could absolutely dismantle them and, and <laughs> make me look like an idiot. Um, 
but Heineke makes that offense move. Um, you know, the Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, uh, scary Terry McLaren. I think they could do enough, um, to keep this game around a touchdown. Yeah. I have to, I have to push back on this one. This, this is one of my favorite plays of the week. I think Buffalo at Washington hasn't faced an offense like this yet. And no. they have not faced a defense as like aggressive as what Buffalo does. I mean, we've seen the first two weeks of the year, Buffalo should have won probably week one against Pittsburgh. If it wasn't for a block punt return no. for a touchdown and a couple of miraculous plays outside of those Buffalo's two and oh, even with a pedestrian start by Josh Allen, but that was against two really good pass defenses yeah. and Washington struggles against the pass. So this play, this game fits into what the bills want to do on offense and on defense. I think this game is a two touchdown defeat by, by for Buffalo over Washington. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see it. It is interesting. It really feels like the, the Bills are a much more complete team this year. Their defense, like they could win games ugly and have their defense yeah. carry them. They could have games where they can score 50 points and, and compete. Um, yeah. Hey, I, they got I, the running game involved yesterday. Three yeah, touchdowns by running backs. And Zach Moss. It's either, <laughs> it's either or both. Or, I mean, both or neither. Like, yeah, exactly. No with those two. It was great. Um, giants are home. Three point favorites. Falcons are coming in. Everyone's backing the Falcons. Falcons are like the ultimate <laughs> 70 30 team. 70% of the time, they look like a competent, normal team running some cool stuff. And then 30% of the time, they're just an absolute dumpster fire. Matt Ryan's throwing the ball in the air. It's getting picked off, going the other way. Um, I, they are I the kings of explosive diarrhea on the field. I yeah. mean, that game got to, from a three-point game to all of a sudden they're down by three touchdowns in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Um, any games we're betting now? Any numbers you've jumped on already? Anything you like? This, for me, this week, I, you, you know, when the first two weeks I've had a, a game at least, usually a couple games that I'm like, okay. I'm ready to jump on. I'm ready to. I like that number. That makes too much sense. Let me grab it now. Um, as of today, I haven't made any bets yet. Um, what What about you? Well, I there's kind of a couple. Uh, I, I'm okay laying laying the big numbers. I'm going to go with it again. That's going to be Buffalo minus nine. I'm taking that now because I think that's going to eclipse ten. And then I'm really intrigued by the Cowboys four point favorite over Philly. Philly did absolutely nothing on offense yesterday against San Francisco's beat up pass defense. The Cowboys surprisingly, and much to my surprise, their pe their defense has been playing really good. And if you go back and look at the, like the, I think the last six games of last year, they're one of the tops in the NFL in creating turnovers. Yeah. So no, I think this game will be Dallas really showing that they are the cream of the crop in the NFC East on both sides of the ball. Really just, they've become a much more complete team. Yeah. Your linebackers are legit. Uh, I like some of the moves in the secondary. We'll see if it, it's something we can expect to hold up. Um, you know, but Cowboys linebackers a, and injuries beast go uh, hand in hand. Yeah. Parsons is incredible. Hopefully he doesn't get lost in coverage. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to do with that game. I, I think, I think the Eagles aren't as bad as we saw yesterday, and I think they're not as good as we saw against the Falcons. I think it's somewhere kind of in between. Um, 
I think the Minnesota, I think Minnesota might be in real trouble here. I think see, I think Seattle goes in there. That that might be a number I jump on. Um, goes in there and 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 destroys them, and all of a sudden Minnesota's zero and three, looking for answers and um, feeling really good about um, kind of fading them a- a- across the board and and kind of leaning to the under. Um, Rams Bucks, I think, is going to just... be a really compelling game. I don't know if I'm going to actually bet it, but uh, <laughs> I was just going to ask if you have any leans on that. I think it's I'm going to lean on the couch and and just enjoy them going back and forth. Uh, Tampa has looked like a juggernaut through two games. We'll see if that's something we can expect to continue. One thing um, I will say about about the Buccaneers, though, is they are allowing a lot more pressure on Brady than they were towards the back half of last year. And I think that can come into play here against the Rams, who Aaron Donald is going to give anybody problems. Yeah. And, you know, it, they, they have the pieces on the defensive side of the ball to contend with. It, you know, the Buccaneers offensive pieces. And it'll be interesting to see if they put Ramsey on Gronk. I was so, just thinking that they need, this is going to be an interesting game. Close, I think that's something yeah. that they need to do. Um, yeah. I, I mean, fade the jets, <laughs> take Denver. I know it's a big number, but um, I, I think it's one that makes sense. The saints. Like, I, I think I'm going to ping pong with the saints all year long. Like take them when nobody likes them and they're getting too many points. And then fade them when they're getting too many points. Um, they're getting three points against the Patriots. I don't trust the Patriots. I don't think they're that good. I know they mollywop the Jets, but I think that's more about it's the, the Jets. Jets. And yeah. after what we saw from Miami lot yesterday, I, I don't feel as strongly about that game, which they didn't even win. So um, I kind of, I kind of like New Orleans. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I. So my big worry with the Saints, and we talked about this last week, is the fact that on offense, they have Alvin Kamara and then nothing. I mean, no team is worried about any of the other pieces other than Kamara. And Jameis Winston looked like Tampa Bay Jameis Winston yesterday. So, And you're going up against the best coach ever in the history of football scheming against the team's strengths. Yeah. All right, Brian. Uh, We talked some games. We talked, you know, caught up on all this stuff. Um, we'll be back on Friday. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like this video. If you're enjoying what we're doing, um, let us know if there's any games in the comments, let us know, uh, what games you are betting today. Uh, Brian, like I said, Brian and I will be back on Friday. We'll have some bets, bets, we'll have some player props. We'll have everything you need to go in, going into the weekend. That's Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert, and we'll talk to you guys next time.